We here at Ragnarok would like to thank our patrons like Stephen Vest, Savari, Michael Hopkins, Michael Davis, Kelly K. Gilman, Yodlet, Brownie Davis, Chad Swenson, William Wilson, Carl Black, Steve Areza, I have no more names, Michael Drescher, James Burns, Dad Gunner. Thanks, everyone. Craig, Craig, we want Craig. So, yeah, oh, Craig. Yeah. Oh, it's Craig. Hey, Craig. All right. There's hey, no what you would sound like. The first thing that happened is Will glitched. <laughs> Was it happened? Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I, I didn't hear a word that you just said. You just kind of yeah, like he... sputtered off into digital noise. That's Reboot. Eric's favorite noise. Um, all right, well, hey everybody, welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. Um, tonight we're going to be playing Delta Green. Um, this scenario is from Night at the Opera. It's called uh, Music from a Darkened Room. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be the handler for this scenario. Uh, why don't we go from top to bottom, and you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your agents. Am I Am I on top? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm just waiting yeah. for my agent to load. All right, I'm Alex, and I am playing uh, FBI agent Kenneth Burchard. Uh, he's from Kansas, so it's not Burchard, it's Burchard. Uh, he is 47. Uh, uh, he is uh, very uh, charismatic. He is charming. Uh, he is also unflinching. He's... Um, Brave in the face of danger because he's a veteran from the war, which is where he got to be so good at heavy weapons. He was a machine gunner. Um, he's also really good at driving and fist fighting um, and is really good at reading people, too. That, that sounds like a cool guy. I like him. He's he's pretty awesome, I guess. That's yeah. what that's what I got when I went to the list of nine hundred sixty characters. So, and he's you know, uh, quality. He's an FBI agent. Well, he's a federal agent, and the employer is blank. So I decided FBI, hmm. unless something else would be better. No, FBI is fine. All right. Yes, then he's an FBI agent. I, uh, I'm James, and I'll be playing Brandon Bolger, who also works for the FBI. He's an intelligence case officer. Uh, he's 32 years old. He likes long walks on the beach. Uh, he's pretty good at accounting. Well, not pretty good. He's actually kind of terrible, but he thinks he's pretty good at accounting. Uh, he's a big, tough guy, but he's kind of uh, out of shape. You know, it's like he's got muscles, but he can't go up the stairs without being winded. Um, he's quick-witted and... Um, he he, but he does know his stuff. He's a pretty smart guy. Pretty pretty strong guy. He's just kind of lazy, but uh, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good guy. He's uh he's gonna be really helpful in investigations and uh, um, you know and uh and 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 disguising himself and and figuring out how other people act and are. But uh, yeah. So uh, I, I think he's gonna be a great asset to the team. All right. Except if there's a lot of running involved, then, you know, fuck it. He's dead. There may be a lot of running involved. Uh, all right, uh, uh, he's dead. What was your last <laughs> name, James? Folger? Yeah. 
Like the coffee? Uh, no, with a B. It's like Folger, <laughs> except B instead of F. Oh, Bulger. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right. Yep. All right. My name is Will, and I am playing Sean Lipman, a uh, FBI agent. Um, he is a um, he's forty four years old. Uh, he is a NYIT uh, criminology graduate. Um, he was uh, started off as a police as a police officer, and uh, his skills got noticed by the FBI, and he moved on to a career in. In the, in the Federal Bureau of Investigation, um, he's pretty he's pretty strong. Um, he's but he's very, but he's also uh, is also smart. Uh, he's very, he's very good detective. Um, and then that's pretty much as far as I've gotten. Um, all right. Um, have you guys filled in your uh, bonds? I have not. No, that's no, what we I could have been doing. Trying to get my microphone to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so why don't you take, let's take a minute, uh, and just fill those in. So basically, um, what the bonds are, uh, are sources of stability in your agent's life. Um, they could be friends, they could be relatives, um, they could be, you know, children or spouses. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's not with, within each other. That's just bonds that we have with, uh, anything. Yeah. Bonds with each okay. other is usually bad because then if one of us dies, it really fucks you up. Yeah. Gotcha. One of the reasons I picked this character, Ryan, is because he has 70 sand. I thought that would be a good thing to have. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> oh, wow. I didn't even realize this guy's sanity until now. It's 85. Jesus. Damn. <laughs> That's even better. I, I was, I was. He said we would need investigators, so I looked for somebody that would be good in investigating. <laughs> we're, we're some unflappable uh, motherfuckers. <laughs> Damn it! I'm at fifty-five. I mean, that's more than half. Um. So, will your pow is eleven? Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then uh Alex, you said your sand was seventy five? Seventy. My power is fourteen. Fourteen, okay. My and power is seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I mean my guy is good, but he just can't run up a flood stairs without getting winded. Let alone walk to the fridge without getting exhausted. I feel like this guy's kind of like me. <laughs> he's got a mini fridge under his desk, so he doesn't have to get up. Yeah. Well, he's you're you're an, you're an analyst, right? So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. All you... right. So my bonds uh, are my wife Charlotte, my son Kenneth Jr. And Sergeant Jackson, my former platoon leader from the war. Uh, I only have uh, uh, two bonds, so do I, do I need? I uh, no, mine has three. three. Alex, what? 
Yeah, if it has a if it has a score next to it, uh, blank line with a score, you fill it in. So if you only okay. have two scores, then you have two bonds. Okay. What's your score that, for your two bonds? Uh, ten each. Oh damn, that sucks for you. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think it's I think it's based on your charisma. Yeah. That's what my charisma is fifteen. That's my highest skill. Oh, my charisma is shite. Oh, my charisma is ten. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of normally how I make my characters. I. I think it might be one bond for every, like, five points in charisma, but I'm not sure. Anyway, what are your bonds, James? Uh, my one bond is uh, with my dog. Uh, he's been with me forever. He, I've trained him to be um, my gopher, my little fetch buddy. Like, you know, brings me my slippers, the paper. Uh, a beer out of the fridge. Like I, I worked a little handle on the fridge so he can open it for me. Uh, What's the dog's name? His dog's name is Runs. Because he's always going on runs for me. Okay. And... Yeah, I didn't want people to think I had a gopher in the house when I said I was talking about my gopher. So. So you just want them to think you have diarrhea all the time? Yep. Yeah. Uh, as I said, this guy this guy's smart, but he's just not witty. Gotcha. He's constantly joking about how he's got the runs and laughing at himself, and no one else <laughs> likes it or gets it. And uh, his other bond is with his brother, um, an older brother. Uh, he always looked up to him. Um, his name is, is Paul. Hmm. Paul Bulger. Be odd if he had a different last name. I mean, he could have taken his wife's last name. That could have happened. He's very progressive. Yeah. Um, How about you, Will? What bonds do you have? Uh, I have a bond with my wife, Megan Littman. Um, My brother, Bill Littman. He's a younger brother. And uh, my mother, Mary. Okay. Is she quite Does she say, let it be? <laughs> <laughs> Does she speak words of wisdom? Well, my father, Paul, is dead. So. Oh, that's, that's sad. Wow. Um, all right. So now that we have, uh, now that we have that settled, um, this uh, this game is set uh, in the tri-state area, so I guess you guys all work for the uh, New York branch of the FBI. Um, you are from Childhood, New York. You are summoned through whatever means your uh, Delta Green case officer gets in touch with you uh, to a government building uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, a factory that was converted over to office space. Um, you you know you show your uh, you show your badges and they uh, tell you that you have an appointment uh, in the uh, conference room on the third floor. Um, your handler is a middle aged woman woman named Bernice. Uh, she's got uh, graying blonde hair. Um, she's uh, she's a little bit frumpy. She's wearing uh, flats, a skirt, and a and a, a blouse. 
Um, and she she looks she looks a little distracted. Um, I immediately pictured the old lady from Monsters Inc. Before you yeah, she, said anything about her description, that's the first thing that popped in my head. She she <laughs> does have she does have a little bit of Roz in her. Um, she does have she does have like big dangly earrings. Uh, no glasses, no pearls though. Oh, okay. Um, so she, she looks up, uh, have, ha, I'll ask you guys, have you ever worked together before on a, you're all part of the program, uh, Delta Green, uh, for those of you who don't know, is, uh, a secret, uh, government conspiracy, um, on the, on the federal government level, um, ye, it is, it is a legitimate, uh, I, I think you guys are part of the, um, Part of the legitimate program, uh, but their yeah, I don't think we're cowboys. Their remit is to uh, investigate uh, issues uh, of the supernatural, and um, if if there's a if there's a threat, identify it, do whatever you can to fight it. Uh, if there's uh, if there's anything that <clears throat> needs burning, you burn it to the ground. Uh, if there's any books that need burning, you burn those. Um, you are expected to um, defend uh, civilian preserve, preserve and defend civilian lives to a certain extent. Uh, if you if you have to, you know, kill someone to end a supernatural threat, then you do it. Um, and you're expected to take whatever whatever falls you have to take for whatever act, illicit activities you may get up to in in this uh, line of work. Um, so it's. So I I don't have any starting mental disorders, so I'm going to say I've done work for the organization before, but it's mainly been along the lines of someone found something on the dark web that they shouldn't have, uh, and I went and basically uh, discussed with them the deep dark federal prison that they reserve for people who delve into those things and. You know, strongly recommend that they give me all the materials they printed out and never do this again. Hmm. Okay. Um, how about how about the other two? Um, what are Brandon and Sean's history with the uh, with the program? I would say a lot of my stuff's been uh, paperwork. Uh, like uh, stuff comes in, I I look it over, I file it away. Uh, okay. So you've like identified some some black account revenue streams, you know, leading yeah. somewhere, and, and done like some some analysis work for people, and it got you the Delta Green clearance that you've got now. Yeah. Um, and how about you, Sean? Uh, I actually haven't really thought about that, but um, I was thinking like since he's kind of a younger agent, um. Because I'm took him a while to get you know a detective and stuff in NYPD and everything, so I'm figuring this is kind of like one of his first missions on adult, on the Delta Green project. Okay. I mean, you could have come across something when you were a cop, and they kind of bumped you up to this level. I mean, I could have. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you saw you saw something. So this is this is a Cthulhu Mythos uh, world. So um... I saw something on saw something on an uh, investigation. When I was a cop, so that you that you don't speak of, yeah, I don't speak of ever. 
All right. Uh, so this is this is your first time being activated on a Delta Green up. Uh, the other the other two of you, um, you know, for for um, for Kenneth, it's it's mostly been like you know uh, threats and and light investigation. Um, you know, nothing nothing too below board. And for Brandon, it's been mostly. Um, analyst work and and desk jockey stuff. Um, so this is this is also the first time that the two of you have been uh, activated for uh, you know what you think is an honest to god night at the opera op. Mm-hmm. Um. So Bernice about to learn is not Bernice uh, sits you down um, and she says, "Okay, so." Um, I've uh you've been you've been called here today um because an agent uh by the name of uh Arthur Donnelly uh was recently discovered uh dead uh in a in a house in Meadowbrook, New Jersey. Um Okay. Agent Agent Donnelly uh, worked with the FBI. Um, nobody nobody has any idea, you know, what he was doing in that particular house. Uh, it had nothing to do with any of his uh, cases that he was working on at the time. Uh, he was he was found inside uh, with his with his throat slashed mm-hmm. um, three weeks ago. Uh, I'm scared, I'm sorry 2 weeks ago um he he disappeared uh without informing any of his uh contacts uh, or following any of the usual protocols nobody nobody knows why uh his ex-wife contacted the Trenton FBI office where he worked reported him missing um, two of his fellow agents uh, checked his apartment the next day. Uh, he had left his cell phone behind, um, and they uh, they traced him by uh, tracking his cell phone uh, movements for the past few weeks. Uh, they found that he made several trips to 1206 Spooner Avenue in Meadowbrook, New Jersey. Um, Where in New Jersey? Meadowbrook. Okay. <clears throat> Um, so the next day, they went by the house. Um, they found him in the master bedroom dead. Um, his throat was cut as if with a straight razor. Um, one of the agents said that it looked like someone had set off a bomb of blood. Um, she flips through uh, a dossier. She says, uh, it looks like the police never found the... Uh, the suicide instrument, but the coroner did rule it a suicide. Uh, even though they couldn't find the instrument that he used to cut his th- own throat. Do they think um, someone cleaned up the scene afterwards? Well, the uh, the agents in the program um, worked around the clock to make sure the official investigation ended there. Uh, they kept it they kept it quiet. Um, he had kind of a reputation among his peers. Um, his his ex wife uh, characterized him as depressive, obsessive, and often overwhelmed by stress. Um, 
it seemed like uh, ba- based on a typical New Yorker, based on investigations into his uh, movements and his browser history, he'd become preoccupied with the house. Um, she she flips through and it looks looks like uh you know your average local uh spook house with uh you know lots of uh, lots of colorful history. Um, but uh, again, he he became obsessed with it and uh, ended up dead there. Nobody knows what he was doing there or why he uh, was so entranced by the house, um, which is why you three are here. Uh, we need you to we need you to look into. Uh, Agent Donnelly's death. Is there a file on the history of that house that we could look into? Not as such, um, but I would say if you find it, uh, if you find it relevant, you can probably poke around the local uh, town hall for for any records. Um, there is a, a local newspaper, the Meadowbrook Sparrow. Um, you might be able to find some information there. Um, but basically what we want you to do, uh, figure out, uh, what the fuck he was doing there. Um, you know, why, what the fuck killed him. Um, he was, he was veteran, veteran Delta green. So if, if there's some kind of unnatural influence there, um, figure out what it is and how to stop it. Um, what was his name? Arthur Donnelly. All right. All right. Well, um, just uh, point me to my desk, and uh, I'll start going through the paperwork. <laughs> uh, but, so now he was found in Meadowbrook and lived, worked in Trenton. Where did he live? Um, Trenton. He lived in Trenton. Yes. So why was he going down a half hour south all the time? All right. uh, FYI, I googled Meadowbrook is a half hour south of Trenton. That's uh, that's part of the mystery. Like I said, uh, he wasn't. It wasn't related to any cases he was working on at the time. Um, his uh, his supervisor has no idea what he was doing down there. Um, I I would say uh, definitely focus on the house. Uh, determine if it if it poses any kind of ongoing threat. Um, and then once you have done that, uh, you know, get back in touch with me. Um, and I can, and, and I can provide you further guidance from there. You said he wasn't working any ongoing current cases for the organization. Um, nothing that we pegged as having any relation to the house. Is it possible he just had a mistress? Um, well, that's well, uh, that's he's divorced. I think that's just his girlfriend. No, all right. Let's, let's hope it's something that simple. Uh, if, if he does have a mistress, then you know, let us know. We'll let sleeping dogs lie. Um, and we can always fall back on that if you know anyone looks at any further into his death. 
No, no offense, man, but if he died two weeks ago, why are we just getting this now? Um, yeah, I please. was wondering the same thing. Like I said, uh, agents in the program took the time to hush up the death. Um, it was it was ruled a suicide, and they did their best to you know shut off shut down any official inquiry. Um, we were you know hoping to avoid attention being drawn to the case. Um, any, any inquiries into agent Donnelly's death might lead to, uh, unfortunate discoveries on behalf of the public and his colleagues at the FBI. Right. Uh, and as I said, we are, we are sending you in to, uh, assess any danger that might be posed. Oh. All right. Right on, right on. She uh, she flips, you know, to another page in the in the dossier and says uh, there are there are a couple of uh, friendlies nearby. Um, there's Elizabeth Tucker. Um, she's an antiques dealer who lives in Meadowbrook. Um, there's also uh, Emil Yarrow, uh, who is a parapsychologist um, and professional professor of abnormal psychology at Fulton College. Um. So if you, Emil Yarrow. Um, so if you if you need any uh, support, you can probably uh, get in touch with them. Um, there is also a green box in town uh, that we suspect that Agent Donnelly had been using. Uh, you know, in the in the weeks uh, prior to his death, um, so that is at Meadowbrook Store it, and she gives you an address. Uh-huh. Um, she which uh, you know what she she slides to um, Agent Bouchard, um, an old Nokia phone. Um, she says she says this is a burner. Uh, it's got contact info in it for um, myself, um, Professor Yarrow, and and uh, Miss Tucker. All right, uh, I, I can, take the phone and pocket it. You can use it to get in touch with me um, whenever you need. Uh, as as you might expect, um, assume that assume that someone is always listening in. Um, be guarded over the phone. Paranoid until proven otherwise. You got it. Well, how many cars do we get? Um. Well, that that depends. Um. You're you're more than welcome to take your personal vehicles. Um. If you want, I can set you up. <clears throat> With an official detail through the FBI looking into Agent Donnelly's death, um, since you all are all three agents, um, it would just make sense to call one car. It uh, it would make sense, um, you know, not to have any of his fellow agents in Trenton look into it. Uh, you know, given they might be a bit too close to the situation. Um, but if if we decide to go that way, then uh, the entire thing better be fucking above board, and nothing had fucking better go wrong, because 
you your official your uh, <clears throat> real names and reputations will be on the line. Right. So personal car it is. No pressure. Out of character. Yeah. Apparently, I have a drive of seventy. So I guess I'll drive. Yeah, I think I'll jump yes. in the car with you. All I'll right. So in that case, uh, as far as as far as anyone in town is concerned, you're just interested civilians looking into a local spook story. Um, yeah. Don't mention your connection with the FBI at all, <laughs> or at least you know, don't don't be overly right. flamboyant with the with those credentials. Do it in a deniable way. Yeah. So the the green box is that out of character? Do is that like a like a combination that we could all get into, or do we have to find a key for it somewhere? Um, you would you would need to. Uh, she she gives you she gives you the um, the name of the the person that the box is hang on a second let me let me look that up she gives you the name that the box is registered in you would have to you would have to go to the office at the storage place and you know tell them that you needed access to uh unit 2230 okay um it's it's listed under the name of where is it uh, it's listed under the name of Felix Green I'm sorry, I miss Felix what? Green. Felix Green? Yeah, okay, yeah. Somebody parking? Me. Ah. I'm parking. Roof. All right, All right. I'm going right, to give me one second. I'm going to sure. try my computer mic again. If not, I'll just jump back onto the phone. One sec. I'm gonna get a drink. Yeah, you do that. You go get drunk, you alcoholic. Ooh, I can get drunk. I'm at home. Hey, Cash, hey, we're not hearing you at all. There is no noise. Now it's just gone too All right, quiet. I'm back. Hi. Hello. I missed you. Oh, I missed you. I'm so, I, I did a mic test, and the thing said my microphone was working, so I guess for whatever reason, Discord just doesn't, doesn't like want it. to use my mic. Yeah, from my computer. It worked the other day. Yeah. Weird that Discord changed its mind. Yeah, it is weird. Maybe it's trying to access my computer mic. Do you have another thing plugged in, like a USB or something that might be nope. taking up the audio? Uh... And I'm back. Nope. Hey, well. The only other thing plugged in is my mouse. Oh, well, we all know mouse. mice have, have microphones in them so that the government can listen in. Is this for Ed? God, hate you. Made it thirsty in the future. (laughs) (laughs) That's for Ed. 
Um, and then Akos yeah. dropped out. And now this he's back. Fun. That's, what about that's now? Good. We can hear you. Wait a minute, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, you're far away, though. Damn it, still? I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. A lot better for me than on my phone. Uh, if you can't hear me, I'll switch back. But this is better for me. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I think that's fine. I'll I'll auto-level it, so... All right, if it, I mean, if it just, gets bad, let me know. I'll switch my phone. It, it, it kind of sounds like you're on old-school radio. Maybe I am! <laughs> Buy Hucks and Stucks. <laughs> it's Petri Wine! <laughs> All right, uh, so unless any of you guys have any more questions for your handler, Bernice... Um, she is going to draw the the meeting to a conclusion. Oh, this will be a nice, simple investigation where nothing will go wrong. I totally uh, so, agree with this. So, so uh, I don't get a desk. Uh, I'm actually doing field work. This is, yep. in fact, field work. Oh, oh, cool! I get to go out in the field. This is gonna be this is gonna be great. Not as exciting as you think. You get to uh, adventure to uh, uh, splendid southern Jersey, central Jersey. Oh, um, I d- it's not on my character sheet, but I'm assuming as an FBI agent with firearms training, I have a gun. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, let me... Yeah, my firearms is 50. I have the Delta Green book here. I will find the weapons... You guys can all have access to, um, you know, if you want to bring a bring a sidearm along, or you know, even even I'd I'd accept uh, a rifle or a shotgun if you're. Uh, well, if we had a official car, we'd probably have like a shotgun in the trunk or something, or a rifle. But right. it's my personal car. Well, shotguns I mean, are still legal. legal. I think I just have a. I think I just have a sidearm. I don't think I. Uh, my fires uh, firearms is forty. So you've been yeah, to so, the range a couple of times, but you have. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's how I blow off stress. You know, it's like uh, my 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 filing drawer got jammed one day, and I just went down to the field and just uh, went down to the range, just blew away my stress of my damn drawer not closing properly all week. So a standard uh, 9mm would be a medium pistol, so that's uh, 1d10 damage and 15 capacity. Alright. It's your firearm skill, obviously. Yes, yes. So it's, it's 1d10? D10 damage. Yes, sir. Fun fact, I'm better with a minigun and a light machine gun than I am with a pistol. Good to know. Good to know. Um, Your personal car wouldn't happen to have one of those things attached to it, would it? Not the one I drive to work in. All right. Firearms is 50. My heavy weapon... Oh, my heavy weapon is also 50. Okay, no, I thought it was higher. Never mind. I am as skilled with an LMG as I am with a pistol. Okay. I'm sure um, you just keep one disassembled in your trunk anyway in case of emergencies. 
Anything else you guys want to have access to before you set off for Meadowbrook? Um, would we have our vests? Um, those probably not, but you can get them with a bureaucracy test. Yeah, not great. Um, um can I get a my bureaucracy is at forty. What was, what was that? I missed that. Um, so Alex is looking for a Kevlar vest uh, for each of you guys. Oh, cool. Um, so the expense is standard. I'm looking at the equipment sheet right now. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Bureaucracy? Yeah. Roll 1D100. Show me. Nope, that's an 84 out of 40. <laughs> okay. Um, bureaucracy, guys. <laughs> So um you can you can get them um but it's it's going to mean um you know like filling out some paperwork and leaving a paper trail you know putting down your your actual like name and badge number and um it'll it'll be fine if you get them back you know by the end of the week or whatever um but eventually someone someone is going to want to know why you've got that equipment out I mean, it doesn't really matter. This is just a simple homicide-suicide investigation. Yeah. What's going to go? Nothing could go wrong. They're just being paranoid because one of their boys died. Yeah. I mean, he was probably dating multiple women. This seems like a a woman thing to do. You are a woman thing to do. Actually, women are more poisoned than they are slitting throats. But so, but my character's not that smart. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure. I appreciate your implication there, friend. Um, so you... shoot you in the face without batting an eye. He would. See in his eyes. <laughs> I didn't say I would do it. I said I know women who would do it. No, oh, I thought you said you would do it. Well, it's going to be a fun drive to Jersey. Yeah. No drive to Jersey is fun. <laughs> Can we stop at a Wawa on the way? I want to get a... No, no stops. Oh, you're one of those. 47. You're damn right I'm one of those. <laughs> you know, 44. I'm that far behind. Hey, man, can I put on the radio? Oh. <laughs> it's Rush. and Rush all the time. <laughs> um so you all are going down there I, are are you taking the same car you take you're all taking um Bouchard's car yeah. yeah, I guess I'll I mean, drive. Yeah, Archer. I mean we probably should because I, I don't have an easy pass um and you know like they're, they're, this is kind of like an off the record on the record kind of job and so they're not really paying for the gas so I, I think it'd be it's better fine. to carpool. Yeah. Hold your character, James. Uh, thirty-two. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm definitely calling you, kid. I, I just don't like driving in Jersey. It's just they play—they don't have left turns. Like, how do you how do you not have a left turn? Kid, it's Jersey. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, I'm actually going to make the first stop. 
Uh, I'm going to make the first stop the green box. Going to hit that up on the way into Meadowbrook. Okay. Um, a character I love me is a green box. So, uh, Meadowbrook Storit is a small lot southwest of the house on Spooner Avenue. Uh, it includes about 50 large storage sheds surrounded by a four-meter fence topped with razor wire. Uh, there's a single two-room trailer at the entrance serving as an office. Um, so you guys park your car. Um, there is um, there is a guy uh, sitting behind the desk. Uh, looks like he's uh, watching The Price is Right. Um, he's got like a, a scraggly beard. Uh, he's wearing a, a denim work shirt, uh, kind of open, showing a little bit of uh, undershirt and chest hair. Um, looks like he's got uh, part of a breakfast burrito that he's eating. Uh, are either of you guys out of character good at talking to people? I am. What's your persuade? Uh, I'm looking at Persuade is 50. I'm okay. 30. Mine's 20. All right, so definitely not James. Uh, so I guess I'll I'll try first since I have the. Here's where I'll persuade him. I whip out my badge and I point my gun at his face. Hey Ryan, yeah, you'd have a badge, I guess. Ryan, what's Hummint? Uh, Hummint is your psychology skill, so it's reading people. All right, so you I have an 80 in that. for human intelligence. Yeah, I have an 80 in that. Do. We're both good at reading people. I also have an 80 in that. Do either of you have SIGINT? I have it at 60. I have 20. Good. I have zero. So that's signal intelligence. That's kind of more like uh, hacking-ish kind of. I guess that would be more hacking. Yeah. Yeah, basically. uh, Yeah. All right, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to the guy at the desk. I'm gonna give the desk a little knock. Uh, excuse me, more. Well, what's uh, he's eating a breakfast burrito? Is it still morning ish? Uh, yeah. Right. McDonald's, uh, Burger King, Taco Bell. Um, Wendy's does breakfast now. It is a Wendy's breakfast burrito. Nah. I give a little knock. Uh, morning, friend. Mm, morning. Can I help you? I uh, I need to get into my box, but I left my key. Uh, do you think you can let me in? Uh, you got the unit number? Yeah, it's uh, 2230 uh, Felix Green. Um, he uh, pushes himself back from the from the desk and, and types that into a computer. Oh... He doesn't. He doesn't seem too uh, concerned about like checking your ID, um, but he does. Good. He does say, "Well, Mr. Green, um, I'm afraid you can't access your box because uh, you owe a twelve hundred dollar balance." Really? Oh, uh, can I make a? I have an eighty in human. Is he lying? You can. You can roll to see. Uh, actually, no. With it, with an eighty, no. He's. He's not lying. There is actually uh, a, an unpaid bill on the on the box. All right. I uh supposed to auto debit. I thought that was taken care of. Uh 1200? 
Uh, yeah. Well, it, you know, set, settle it up, and uh, and then we'll we'll see. Yep. Uh, I'm just trying to. There's no like uh, finances skill. So, all right. I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna. Um, you can you can try to you can try to get it covered. That would be a bureaucracy test, uh, though that is an unusual expense. Uh, I, I'm going to. I'm just going to pay for it myself, and I'm going to take a hit on the bond with my wife because I'm going to have to explain to her that twelve hundred dollars that just came out of our vacation account. Not great. All right. But yeah, that's that's that, that's that's some good uh, sitting on the beach relaxing money. Yep. Your wife is uh, not going to be too pleased. All right. Uh, so, see so how much did I reduce Sega? my bond by? Um, roll a d four. Oh, four. Thanks, robot. Yeah, she was really looking forward to that uh, that long weekend in Louisiana. Well. Not anymore. Just a short weekend. <laughs> um, so he, you know, he takes your he takes your card and and swipes it, um, hands it back to you. You know, prints out the receipt. You sign. Um, he goes, um, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Do you sign the right name. <laughs> I sign the name according to my card because otherwise it won't work. He he goes. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, if you don't have the key, it's it's going to take me a week to get a new one uh, to get a new one stamped out. Um, there's a there's a little there's a little bit of uh, insurance paperwork we have to file. Uh, you know, I have to I have to uh, check and since the name on the card didn't match the uh, the name that the box was registered to. Um, you know, I have to I have to follow up with the insurance company. They have to do a a background check. So. Uh, it, it'll it'll take about a week uh, to get. Uh, I I I understand that, but um, to be to, there, there's no deceive. It's just all like persuade, right? Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all persuade. Look, uh, to be honest with you, buddy, my um, what? Uh, can I look? That, does he have a ring on his finger? A wedding ring? Um, sure. Yeah, he does. Look, uh. My wife just, uh, she just kicked me out, and there's uh, some stuff in there that I need to get uh, before she does, if you understand, because uh, this is this is not going to be good. It's going to be messy, and uh, if she gets some of my memorabilia in there, she's going to destroy it or just try to take it in the divorce, and that's, that's some important stuff. So, I mean, I understand you, you can still go through all the paperwork and everything, and I'll come back, you know, wink, wink, I'll come back next week to access it. If you just let me in now, it would really help. Um, you can you can go with uh, persuade with a with a plus ten bonus. Uh, he's he seems like the kind of greasy motherfucker who would fall for this kind of thing. All right. Well, then that is a fourteen out of eighty. He uh, he kind of he kind of slot you know like slumps a little and, and goes. <sighs> All right, brother. I understand. Uh, listen, uh, 
if uh, if any if any lawyers come around, uh, you know, or if there's there's any kind of property dispute, um, I'll I'll say you weren't here. Uh, security cameras are. Uh, he he says just uh, just stay on the south side. You should be able to uh, stay stay out of the field of view. Uh, you know, as far as I know, you were never here. Oh, thank you so much, man. You you have no idea. I really appreciate it. <sighs> All right. So uh, I guess he gives us a, a key to get in or something? Yeah, he, he reaches under the counter and, and gives you the key. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I head out of the office. I tell them, all right, stay on the south side because that's where the cameras are not. <clears throat> Got it. Why, why do we got to worry about cameras? Remember, we're not officially here. You're right. You're right. We should probably avoid the cameras then. You're right. I'm just uh, really excited to be in the field. That's like it's like real spy work. You got, you got made unseen, made anonymous. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually got a sweaty palms right now. <laughs> is that normal? You might want to keep that to yourself since it is spy work. I mean, technically, it's not spy work. It's just kind of uh, still shouldn't be announcing. We haven't we haven't done anything. I just talked that guy into. Well, I didn't really talk him. I paid him twelve hundred dollars for a key to a storage unit, but um, it's all right. Let's go. Let's go check out the green box. Where the hell did you, is it, aren't they going to question at the office while we're spending that much kind of money? My money. So no, what, we're not. What? what? Man, you you are one dedicated man. You wow. Well, it's an important job, and it's got to get done, kid. Um, all right, so you guys go over to the storage unit uh, and open her up. Um, the The box is uh, cramped, uh, and within you find the following items. An antique table, a sofa bed, two plastic-wrapped twin mattresses, three empty biohazard containers, uh, two bags of quicklime, two new shovels, four pairs of work gloves, a hat lamp, 14 empty quart-sized metal containers for gasoline with pour spouts, uh, two empty gallon-sized plastic gasoline containers, Three newly minted keys taped together in a piece of cardboard. 400 rounds of shotgun ammunition. 12-gauge buckshot. 400? 400 rounds of shotgun ammunition. Jesus Christ. Two brand new Mossberg shotguns with serial numbers ground off. Uh, a, a box full of fake IDs made out for Special Agent Donnelly, including one as a Meadowbrook gas inspector and one as an assistant county county coroner. Um, an F-36 telephoto lens and Nikon reflex camera, um, uh, a notebook full of notes, uh, labeled 1206 Spooner, um, uh, a metal bucket with the remains of burned photographs inside, uh, and a crumbling four foot long wooden coffin covered in dirt. You broke up for that last part. A crumbling four-foot-long coffin covered in dirt? Yep, you got it. Uh, what? Okay. 
Jesus. He was. What was he planning? Got this that. is. Oh, quick line. That's for. That's for bodies. Uh, yeah, and the drums are definitely for the bodies to be drummed in. Oh my god. What happened? Were there drums? I thought there were like yeah. one gallon drums. Uh, no, there okay. weren't fifty-gallon drums. It was it was uh, empty gallon-sized plastic gasoline containers and port-sized metal containers. Uh, I thought I heard you say drums. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, all right. Well, we should definitely take those shotguns and that ammo. Um, is there is there like an empty duffel bag we can put the guns in? Um, there's four empty, uh, biohazard containers. Sorry, three empty biohazard containers. Um, no duffel bag. How big are those biohazard containers? Oh, I'm sorry. I misread that. I thought that said hazmat suit, uh, but it's biohazard. So yeah, they're, they're basically like sample jars. I'm sorry. Um... Okay. Um... I'm going to take a look at the notebook. Okay. Um, so the um it looks like it looks like a, a bunch of the pages were uh torn out of the book. Um and you you see uh the edges of some of them in the bucket um burned up along with the photographs. Um, the, f- the first pages in there are the most coherent. Um, reading through them, they give a sense that uh, the house uh, had consumed Donnelly's mind for years. Um, he's, a, he's a local, and he heard many stories of the Spooner Avenue house as a child. Uh, he thought that it was truly haunted. The, the thought that it was truly haunted never crossed his mind until Amanda Braintree's death a few years back. After investigating the house under the guise of a would-be buyer, Donnelly found himself actually considering purchasing it. Uh, but like a cold, he shook the strange, unnatural attraction off. Uh, he sent word up to Delta Green and waited, but they never got back to him. Um... His notes resume when uh, a recent owner of the house, uh, Yamila Isari, entered the picture, uh, but they are haphazard and disjointed. Uh, He tried to dissuade her from buying the house, uh, but he recognized some unnatural fervor, the same unnatural fervor in her eyes uh, that had once toyed with him. Uh, She couldn't be convinced she she bought the house. and he could not bring himself to do anything about it. Uh, he he kept up surveillance uh, when she seemed to isolate herself. Uh, the last few pages are filled with increasingly bizarre statements written almost like math equations. Uh, they don't seem to be in any particular order. Um, it looks like uh, he's... Um, are these things dated at all? Uh, not Not really. Um, but you can, you can tell, um, you can tell that they were written over a period of years, um, and he's being methodical, um, about, you know, finding out whatever the secret of the house is, like a member of the bomb squad might go about defusing a bomb. Um, do you, do you have, Sorry, uh, that the member of the bomb squad, what? Defusing a bomb. 
He's basically he's basically being very you know methodical meticulous. and meticulous about it. Um, do you do you have uh, Hummint at, at sixty or psychotherapy at thirty? I have Hummint at eighty. At eighty, okay. Um, so you you can tell, um, and and his his mental state pretty much uh, steadily declines as the notebook goes on. Uh, you think he might have been very nearly psychotic uh, when some of the entries were made. Um, and you come across this list. I'll put it in the planning channel. Hang on a second. Uh, this is one of the notes. Discord. Is one of the notes. Chure equals not dead. Roaming the house only at night slash grave. Shovel gloves headlamp cash. Oh, he was grave. Oh, okay. Burn it. Crease tried. Didn't work. Others. Talk to survivors. Canadian mental health laws. Music from dining room. Laughter slash noise upstairs. Someone else in house. Uh, sorry, not returning calls. Falcone death? Coroner? Uh, Wheeler furniture slash books slash papers. Talk to it. Bright. Knew my name. Knows I'm watching it. Still no movement. Open house next week. Buy it. Burn it. Huh. Okay. Okay, while uh, so, while Burchard is yeah. uh, sorting through these notes, what are the other two of you doing? Um, I have. Uh, let's see. Um, I have uh, a lot of uh, you know what I'm I, I'm in that I'm analyzing the. Uh, I mean, I have criminology at 50. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of guess what a lot of this equipment that was here is for. Uh, but I'm going to look at the, uh, the, the, all the different empty containers and see if there's anything written on them. I, because you said there's a few of them that had uh, biohazard uh, warnings, right, or something like that? Uh, they're biohazard containers. Um, right. They're, they're um, like sample storage. Um, okay. they, they appear to be... Um, Unused, like ready for ready for samples. It's the kind of thing that you would use oh, okay. uh, at like a, a crime scene to retrieve evidence, or um, you know, to store some kind of a biological sample. Uh, is the coffin closed or is it open? Uh, it is closed. I am going to open it. Okay. Um, so you you go to uh, lift the um, lid of the uh, coffin. There, we we have gloves and stuff on us, right? We're not just like. All in here, touchy feely, everything, right? Um, make me a luck check. See if you brought gloves with you. This is your first time on field assignment. That's true. Um, where uh, is what? What would be? Uh, I think luck is just uh, over under in this system. So uh, you you roll a d a percentile and uh, you want to either get. Call it high or low, and get either above or below fifty. 
All right, I'm going to go. Let's go. Let's go over. Damn it, 24. Okay, you do not have gloves. All right, all right, so then, uh... A bunch of gloves in the there, green room. Yeah, but are there any gloves or something in the green room? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, there are four pairs of work gloves. Okay, I, I'm going to wear the work gloves and uh, take this cover off this coffin. Okay, uh, you you go over to the coffin, um, and it is marked uh, with a little uh, gilded plaque that says uh, Anton Touré, 1957 to 1966. Uh, so make me a sand check. Uh, I mean, it was kid's coffin. Oh, not interested. Uh, so six out of what is it, sand, uh, yeah. or the? Uh, it's your your max sand, or no? Sorry, it's whatever your current uh, sand is. Under your pal. Yeah, Under yeah your uh, sanity points your... should be eighty five. So six out of eighty five. Yeah. Okay, so that's a pass. Um, so you don't you don't take any uh, you don't take any sand loss for that. Um, but you do. Um, you know, with with some effort, uh, pry open the coffin, um, and you see uh, it's it's not even recognize recognizable as a human corpse anymore, and it's decomposed to the point where there is no smell. Uh, oh God! Why why would he dig this up? Did he dig this up? How did he get this here without anyone realizing? Um, did it say anything in the notes? Uh, is Toure not dead? Question mark. Roaming the house. <laughs> um, I mean, if this was a human corpse, then uh, he would. He should definitely be dead, right? Like the dead don't just get get back up with with the rest of their body here. Sure. Um, do you have forensics, James? Or I think I do. What was the other one? Forensics Me- or medicine? medicine. Uh, yeah, I have uh, medicine at 20. Um, I didn't hear what you yeah. said, but good. Could he check to see if it's actually a human corpse? Sure, make me a medicine check. Let's go quiet, or oh. did my headphones stop? Okay. No, no, I, uh, I hit the wrong button on that thing. I probably hit 30. It's slash R. It's annoying. Yeah, I know. I did R slash because I'm I am smart. Um, Litman, you can also take a look if you want. Yeah, I'm going to try 30. 
No, I uh, my medicine skill was terrible. Um, yeah, you you kind of you kind of poke at it with your work gloves. Uh, how how badly did you fail? Uh, badly. Uh, eighty two out of twenty. Okay. Um. Yeah, you you think you think you might see a bone, but you you kind of have to like touch it, and you're really not sure you want to touch it. Yeah, this, uh... I'm not putting my hand in there. Um, so, Lich... Sean, you want to pull on a pair of the work gloves and and take a look? Yeah. Alright, uh, so give me a medicine check. Uh, friends, I was going to do forensic. Okay, that's fine too. Uh, out of thirty, yeah, I got five. Five, okay. Um, well, it's it's really hard to tell. Um, but you do find some bones that you identify as human. Um, mm-hmm. the uh the state of the decomposition seems about right. Um, for for the you know the time when the person is supposed to have died uh you you also make me a sand check by the way because you're rooting around in a nine-year-old's coffin mm. i mean the size of the female is determined around the age forms. uh that's a one out of 55 say that again will one out of 55 okay so yeah you you're you're fine with this actually yeah it's because if it's a one of you Okay, I'm fine with this. <laughs> uh, I'll allow this. On the force would be uh, to me. So uh, you've you've actually you've actually done some some work on some cold cases before, where you've had to look at uh, old remains that were discovered after after many decades, and and this looks uh, about like what you would expect. Um, you do, you know, find some, uh, you know, part of a skull that you're able to identify. Um, it, it looks like a, a human corpse. Well, we've got a human corpse here. How, how good, how good. I mean, so, so it, it, it. Uh, whoever uh, he said they can't be dead then well, he can't be alive and still roaming around if his, if his corpse is still here right I mean right I don't think so uh, I'm going to pick up the camera are there any pictures left on it like if I just scroll through like what's on the memory card uh, no it, it's been wiped in that case, uh, I'm going to pick up the, the pail where all the burn stuff is and see if there's any fragments I can pull out of there that might be useful. Okay, uh, make me an alertness check. Yes, all right. With my... Uh... 17 out of 50. Okay, um, so you, you find a couple of photographs. Oh, not really... Uh, you find a couple of fragments. 
um, that you can identify are of a suburban home or or parts of it. You see, like uh, part of the eave of a roof with a gutter. Uh, you see uh, what you what you think might be uh, part of a front porch, um, part of a, a gable window, um, and a, an expansive you know suburban lawn, uh, double wide garage door. Um, going to, I'm going to pull out my phone real fast and go to Google Maps and get a street view picture of 1206 Spooner Street and just see, are these, is this the same house? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it's, you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have placed it, uh, but, you know, now that you, now that you see the house, you know, from the, from the street view, um, yeah, these are definitely photographs of the house. Are there a like how many are we talking that I'm pulling out? Um, at at least twenty different photographs. So he was watching the house and taking pictures. Explains the camera. Grave Robin explains the the well the coffin. Doesn't explain the four pairs of gloves. Two shotguns. Two maybe, shotguns. Maybe he had a partner. That uh, maybe now it wasn't a suicide. Maybe his partner up and killed him. I have a partner. Two shotguns. Two shovels. Well, he definitely had an accomplice. Unless he had a split personality, and he was being both of them at the same time. He couldn't use two shotguns. go through the box of fake IDs, are they all for Donnelly, or is there any for anyone else in there? Uh, nope, just for him. Okay. Does the camera have a, a, an SD card of some sort in there? Um, yeah. It does. Um, with my SIG intelligence, if I get it to a computer, can I possibly pull what was wiped off of it? You might be able to recover some images, sure. Ooh. All right. Clever girl. Need a uh, computer. So, yeah, I just gotta get get me to a laptop or something. I'll uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll mess around with that camera, see if I can pull up anything. And so, what else do we, what do we want to take? Is there anything? Uh, you guys already got gloves on. Is there anything in those sample jars? Yeah, they're clean. They're they're getting ready for samples. Yeah, they're they're empty. They're empty. Okay. Are all the all the gas cans are empty too? Yeah, no, no gas in any of them. Was he posing as a gasoline inspector? Uh, not gasoline, uh, natural gas. I mean, the gas oh, can could have been gas. just like oh. a yeah, like so a like generator can, or something. He can he can go into people's homes and and inspect their uh, their stoves and you know heating apparatus to make sure there are no leaks makes more sense. I thought, you said gas, I thought he was, like, the person who would, like, check a gas station to make sure the the pumps are sealed, things like that. No. Um, and I will I will also remind you that uh, you found uh, some keys taped together between two pieces yeah. of cardboard. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at those keys. Between, so they're, like, sandwiched between pieces of cardboard? Uh, yes, they are. Alright, I'm gonna going to peel that cardboard apart. Are they the same key, or are they three different keys? 
Um, it looks like they're copies of the same key. <sighs> Dollars to donuts. This is for the Spooner Street house. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, this guy's obsessed with that house. Uh, and he, he, we got to figure out who he was working with. Because, uh, let's be honest, uh, I mean, normally he, he, he prepped, a lot of the stuff's prepped for two. Two, two containers, two jars, two of everything. Two guns, oh, a lot of ammo. I mean, what was he? Ra- what is he expecting to do? Like a raid on somebody's on, on the house? Get prepared. Was he being thorough? Can't hear you. Will what'd you say? You're, it's really low. He said, "Is he being thorough?" Is he being thorough? Could be. Well, I think we should take uh, the shotguns and the ammo, the camera, the notebook, and the keys. Yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, I want to be caught any, with any of the rest of the stuff in, in your car. Ryan, you said the shovels were new? Yeah. So if I if I pick them up and look at the bottom, are they clean? Or, like, is there dirt on them? Um, there's dirt on one of them. Okay. So he planned for two people to go grave robbing, but only one showed up. Maybe one got cold feet. So we also got to look into uh, this Amanda Braintree. Her death was mentioned in the notebook here. And apparently this Camilla... She's the one that bought the house, right? No, that's Amilla Sorry owns the house. She's the most recent person who bought it. Amanda Braintree died there. Didn't say when she died, did it? Just that she died there a few years ago? Um, yeah, that was, um, you do find a date on her death. Uh, it is, uh, May of 2007. Okay. And out of character, this, is it 2020 now in the game? Uh, 2017. Okay, so that was 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So Amanda died a decade ago. And this Asari is the new owner now. I think we should also uh, hit up uh, Town Hall, see if I can pull up a history in the house. That's probably pretty good. Um, Should... A minute, so they found his corpse at Spooner Street. Mm -hmm. After the lady who owns it. We have a lot of good questions that need some answers. Yeah, so um, you you guys can uh, do some digging around in the town records. Um, there's a, a county building uh, where you we can go for that just in town. Um, you can go around and ask some of the neighbors, maybe get a sense of the history of it. Um, there's uh, there's a the uh, Meadowbrook Sparrow, uh, which is the uh, town newspaper. Um, mm-hmm. You could try talking to the local police and and the coroner. Um, 
but if you're if you're not uh, going in as federal agents, there's probably not very much uh, reason why they would talk to you, unless you had like a very persuasive uh, story, um, or you can just go to the house and check it out. I feel I think like our- we should get a little more background before we just go charging into the house. Yeah, I, I, we've made that mistake once before. <laughs> I have a 70 in criminology. Well, theoretically, we've got three keys to the house right here, so we don't have to break in. Um, right, so, what's, so, so what's the plan? All right, so we're going uh, to the- grab the shotguns and ammo, the camera, the notebook, and the keys, um, and head back to the car. Uh, making sure to stay on the south side so they don't the cameras don't catch us carrying out the guns. Um, then I'm going to go back to the, the the desk and give the guy the key and thank him again. Um, and uh, I think we should either go to the newspaper or the town records, or I can I, drop. I'm thinking that. At the records. Yeah, I, think I, 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 I think I should do the town records if you wanted to talk to the people at the news station. At the news, uh, the, 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 the. How far is the, uh, is the, the sparrow from the county building office, Ryan? Um, it's not a very big town, so probably a couple of blocks. Alright, so drive into town. I'll drop Brandon off at the county building so he can dig into the records. Uh, Sean, you want to go with him, or you want to come to the paper with me? I'll go to the paper with you. So I drop Brandon off, and then Sean and I head down to the newspaper. All right, uh, so who wants to go first? Brandon, I guess I can go first. Um, All right. Um... So oh, back uh, the coffin that was in there. What was the kid's name? Something Touré? Uh, Anton Touré. Anton Touré. What were, what were the years? Um, 57 to 66. Let me just double check that. Hang on. Uh, yeah, 57 to 66. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, James, um, excuse me, uh, Brandon gets dropped off out in front of the county seat. Uh, it's a two-story marble building, uh, just a few scant blocks from the house. It's a sleepy building that deals mostly in parking tickets, zoning laws, and building permits. Um, you are directed to the records department, uh, which is located in the basement. Um, you notice inside that the the building itself is uh falling into disrepair. Uh doesn't look like it's been updated much since the uh late 70s early 80s. Um the uh there oh, is a God. there is a, a clerk um he's he's uh, stationed at a desk. Uh looks like he's he's playing on his phone uh when you when you walk in. Um, 
He's got he, he looks friendly enough. He's got glasses. Uh, he's a white guy. Uh, you know, dark hair, man bun. Okay, I, I walk up and uh, just kind of audibly make my presence known, like walking a little heavy. He he looks up. Oh hey, uh, can I help you? Uh yeah, I'm actually looking for the history of the uh 1206 Spooner Avenue uh building. Um. I mean, uh, I can, I can, uh, hang on a second. Would that be public record? Yeah, I think so. Um, so he, he goes, yeah, I can, uh, I can let you back there, but, uh, good, good luck finding anything. Um, they, they just, uh, shuffled all this stuff down here, uh, couple of years ago, no one's really had a chance to go through it. Uh, that's, that sounds like typical government work. They just throw everything and hide it and hope somebody else will take care of it, right? Uh, well, like I said, you're welcome to, uh, you're welcome to take a look. Um, uh, any idea where I could even start for something like that? I mean, was there any order to the boxes or was everything just kind of thrown down here? Any suggestions you might be able to give me might would be totally helpful. I mean, I, I can, I can probably, I can probably uh, help you out, um, but you, you know, it's, it's, it's not really, it's not really, really my job to help people go through the records. Uh, I mean, I guess I would start with the filing cabinets. If you're, if you're looking for anything before 1940, uh, those records are are off site now. Uh, this is just uh, everything up, uh, ev- everything up past then. All right, so anything before 1940, I would have to go somewhere else. All right, um, but um, you you get the sense he's he's bored, um, but you know maybe maybe you could talk him into helping you. Uh, he's he's obviously not doing anything yeah. important right now, but he just doesn't see any reason to you know put himself out there. Um, give me give me a humming check, James. How could you do your job? Um, I would say like Hermes in Futurama. Um, okay. Talk to somebody who has never seen Futurama. What for real? Well, I've seen Futurama, and I don't really know how Hermes is with filings on uh, Futurama. Uh, All right, so I got ten out of eighty for my helmet. Okay, yeah. <sighs> Um, you might want to try a bribe, like, even if you just, like, get a coffee or something, he, he might be more able to, you know, help you Is out. Is Starbucks in the town? <laughs> hey, man, uh, you know, uh, if, if, uh, you're not really busy or doing anything, I know it's not your job, but, uh, if you want, I can order us some lunch, and, you know, if you want to help me sit through this stuff, I, because I might be here a while, uh, Oh yeah, um, there's there's a really good Thai place down the street. Oh yeah, yeah sure. I mean, uh, if you want to call them up and, and uh, order something, it'll be on me, and uh, uh, I, we could start. I can start sifting through these records, and uh, won't be here all day. And at least uh, you know we can uh, have something to eat and relax. You know. 
Yeah, uh, I, I got. Uh... He's he's already he's already on uh, on DoorDash bringing up the bringing up the menu. <laughs> um, right, so you man. you guys you guys order lunch. Um, you see, uh, do you have bureaucracy or history? I have bureaucracy. Okay, what's your rating in it? Forty. Forty. Okay. Um, so you. Uh, you take a look at this. Um, it's it's probably around noon now. Uh, maybe maybe one o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to need to be here probably past the time when uh, this guy has to go home because uh, it is a mess. Yep. Yeah. I mean that's how that goes. Um, so it's, it's going to take you, it's going to take you about 10 hours. Uh, I'll say if you buy him dinner too, he's amenable to staying a little late and helping you go through, uh, that'll, that'll push it back to, to eight o'clock. I'll say so. So by, by tonight at, at like eight or nine, you'll be done. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem, uh, uh, ordering him dinner, I mean, but I figure around that time, at least, the other two might be done at the, the newspaper place and might be able to swing back over here and give me a hand as well, so that might be able to push it up a little quicker. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, we cut over to the uh, Meadowbrook Sparrow. Um, we'll say that there is uh, it, it's a it is a, a you know, modest-sized um, Building the sparrows' offices are on the second floor. Uh, there is a there is a receptionist. Um, so she she sees you two coming in. Um, she's kind of an older lady. Um, she is uh, she's wearing like a floral print dress, um, and she gives you a smile. Hi, welcome. Uh, how how may I help you, gentlemen? So you said the offices are on the second floor. Is this building just for the sparrow, or is there another? Thank you. Um, hang on a second. I'm just kind of making this up. Um, there are there are other things in the building. It's a it's like a small local paper. Okay, so it's so uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Hello, ma'am. Um, we are here to see the editors of the Sparrow. Oh, uh, do you have an appointment? Fortunately, not. Um, you want to you want to sp- out of character. You want to speak with the editor, or you want access to the uh, back issues? Because I mean, technically, we probably want to get to the morgue, but uh, if it's in the newspaper, we're going to have to go through someone there to get to the morgue. Yeah. So mm-hmm. probably want to get permission from the editor first to go around digging through their old copies. Yeah. Um, okay. So in that case, uh, give me either either a charisma test or a persuade test, just to you know sweet talk your way through. Persuade it is. Where's my? God damn you, brother. That's uh, 94 out of 70. Mm. 
Yeah, that roller has not been kind. Is a cruel mistress. Yeah. Um, so, so she says, I, "I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, they're, they're working on a full circ issue. So, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of barricaded in, uh, working on layout." Ah, yeah. Well, um, I might be able to get you an appointment to see him tomorrow. Uh, you know what? That'd be great. Yeah, if you could yeah. let him know. Um, all right, so she'll she'll put you on the calendar for say one in the afternoon the next day. They're going to be up late doing this. They're probably not coming in at uh, nine a.m. tomorrow. So definitely or not, someone who has done many full circus issues, they are not. Um. So next day you can go in and uh, and talk to them. Uh, maybe get a look at the the newspaper morgue. Uh, what do you want to do in the meantime? Uh, we could try the library. See if they have back issues or other things. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, okay. Um, we're all doing real well in our history rolls here. Okay. Um, so you go to the library, uh, and they do in fact have back issues uh, on microfiche. Um, the problem that that they have with that um, is uh, the library doesn't have it indexed by uh, subject matter. Uh, they just have it in chronological order. Um, okay. Well, at some dates. Um, so we know Amanda Braintree died in May of, of 2007. How far back do the archives go? Um, turn of the century. Oh, okay. Wait, turn of 2000 century or the, No, the, sorry, the, the, 20th century into uh, 1900. Okay. Um, so then, so we know that uh, Amanda Braintree died in May of 2007, so that shouldn't be too hard to find. I'm assuming it's a weekly paper? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. it's a weekly. So, that's like four, maybe five issues. Um... We only know Anton Ture died in nineteen sixty six, so that's a full year's worth to go through, but and, um I guess we'll start with May two thousand seven to see if we can find out about Amanda Braintree. Unless you have a different idea, Sean. I do not. Sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Okay. Um so, in that case, um, let's see, um, gonna see, gonna yeah. see. Uh, so since you since you have an exact date for Amanda Braintree, 
Um, she is. Um, she was. She was a, a high school student at the time. Um, she was. Uh, she was found um, hanged uh, in her bedroom. Um, you you find the uh, you know the obituary notice. Um, there's a there's a, a memorial service. Um, a couple of days, a couple of days later, um, there's a, you know, kind of a, it's a, it's a bunch of, um, since, since, since it is a weekly, um, they, they, uh, they covered the memorial service. A lot of the local high school students came out. Um, she was, let me see, how long were they there? Um, oh, they were there for a while. Um, so a lot of, uh, a lot of the students, uh, you know, say that, uh, they, they have fond memories of her from, from grade school. Um, but she, uh, she got, um, she got distance. Um, a lot of her friends say they, they felt really guilty because they hadn't talked to her in a number of years and they had no idea that she was, you know, under so much uh, stress. Um, her parents refused to comment. Um, that that kind of thing. Um, and uh, you get the sense that uh, you you see that the house is uh, up for sale uh, when you check a couple of issues later. Um, so her, her house. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a rather extensive like society page with a gossip column, uh, and and the the columnist mentions that uh, you know the house is up for sale after the tragedy. The parents are uh, interested in moving on, um, and that's what you get from the, from that. Um. Is it possible to dig back uh, and find info on Anton uh, Chure? Sure. Give me a give me a, a history check. I was afraid you were going to say that. Can I use heavy weapons instead? Hmm. You know, not really applicable. All right. History. It is. This is not going to go well. Will, do you have history? I have a little bit. I can try. How much is a little bit? 30. More than I got. All right, I'll try. Uh, Six. So there's two microfilm machines. While I'm looking up Braintree, you're looking up Dure. All right. Um... Library with two microfilm machines. That's how you know this is fiction. Um, So you find you find the story. Uh, You don't have to look through very much of 1966. Um, Not much happened. Twelve twelve January 1966. uh, The boy's mother discovered her son, nine year old Anton. Uh, sorry, the boy's mother, Rebecca, discovered her son, Anton, drowned in the toilet bowl of the master bedroom. God. Um, the door to the bathroom was locked from the inside. Um, 
it seems like the uh, the mother was profoundly uh, affected by the experience, as one would imagine. Uh, and there is uh, there was there's an implication that uh, she was hospitalized afterwards. Um, and it, and again, uh, you see the um, the implication in the in the gossip column um, that. Uh, Uh, for, forget about the 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 notice in the gossip column that the the house was very shortly up for sale afterwards, um, and then uh, it's dropped from public mention. Uh, you you find nothing else in the following months. Did the Spooner Street house again? Yes. Okay, so that's at least three deaths, all apparent suicides, tied to that house. Two of them kids. It's getting odd. So, Donnelly actually breaks that pattern. Although, he seems to have been obsessed with the house since he was young, so... Maybe not. Um, can we... Look up and see if we can find any records for um, Rebecca Dure. Dure. Um. Sure. Um. Give me. Give me another uh, history test, Sean. Yeah. Well, you do that. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Um, Three man over here. Mom, wrong. It's not Jinx. Uh, I mean, it's like when we play, you know, video games. Like whenever one person's sucking, somebody else is pulling up the slack. Doing real well. I'm not using my dice today. I'm using the the roller. Yeah. Are you using David's Discord roller, and it is not being nice. Um, all right, so uh, scanning scanning back from there, it uh, it takes you a while, but you find uh, you know like a welcome notice in the Sparrow uh, from 1963, welcoming uh, Adam and Rebecca to Ray and family to the town. Um, they are transplants from Montreal, Quebec. Um, they have two children, uh, Elise and Anton, um, scanning, scanning forward, uh, you know, you, you quickly glance through, uh, there's some, there's some scandal in 1965, uh, when Rebecca Ture was briefly hospitalized for mental exhaustion, um, dang. Um, and there's some there's some also there's some mention about how um uh Elise the daughter uh had become violent at school and was often sent home for swearing. Okay. Elise, why are you swearing so much? Oh, it seems like but there's nothing 
after 66 about them relocating? Um, no. <coughs> uh, there's, there's, a, there's a mention of them going, going back to uh, Montreal. Uh, Adam, the surviving, the surviving daughter, and um, his wife Renee went back to Montreal. Said Renee. Yeah. Rebecca. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Rebecca. Well, Sean, it seems like there's definitely something up at that house. Definitely. It's, it's too strange. Not to check it out. I'm going to, uh, as we leave the library, uh, I'm assuming it's not like 8 or eight o'clock at night for us. Um, uh, no, you guys have, uh, we'll say it's about 4 or 5. You spent a, couple, a good couple of hours looking. Um, so I'm going to call uh, Brandon and tell him what we know. How much longer are you going to be at a uh, town hall there? Oh, well, it looks like it's going to be a while. Uh, they just kind of threw everything down in the basement and nothing's organized in any manner. So, you know, um, you're, you're starting to, you're starting to put together a timeline, but there are a lot of holes to fill in. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be here a while. I mean, if you guys got nothing going on, you want to come help. Uh, that's, I'll come uh, help. that's, Oh, Okay. I was going to say we should go take a look at the house, but if you want to go help dig through paperwork, be my guest. Hmm. I figure the, the faster he's done, the faster investigation going, so. It's like a bureaucracy thing to dig through paperwork? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm actually not terrible at that. All right, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's go give him a hand. All right. Then we'll go, so I'll say- go to the house. I'll say that'll that'll uh, bump you guys up to um, where you're you're just about. You're only asking this uh, poor file clerk to stay like two hours after work. You're still gonna have to buy him dinner, but you'll move it up to like. Uh, of course. Move him up no. to like six thirty or seven o'clock. Now we order pizza. Um, all right. So uh, based on the town records, I'll say that uh, you know since since you guys. Um, made your uh, James made a check before, correct? Not really. All right, no, so I, someone make a bureaucracy test. Mine's forty. Mine is also at forty. At a forty. Will already rolled. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Two out of forty. All right. Ned. So in that case, uh, you guys put together the following timeline. Uh, based on the documents in the town hall. Everybody at home, pay attention. And I'm going to paste this into the uh, oh, I, plan. I forget, Ryan. Is this is this system one to a hundred or zero to ninety nine? Uh, I think it's one to a hundred. So hundreds are crit successes. No. For, right, zero. Okay, they're failures. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hundreds hundreds are always failures. <laughs> That's why. Well, I just rolled to see what I would have gotten. And I rolled a hundred. So oh, yeah. So did I. I rolled an eighty-seven. I was like, yeah, I would have definitely failed. Good thing Will did that roll, and then I just saw why you were asking. I was like, oh well, that explains why he was asking. Important thing to know. All right. So timeline. All right, so you dodged a crit fail. Yep. 
be reading this? Should, should, we, should we be reading this out loud? Oh, are you just... Oh. I, I pasted it in the in the planning channel. Oh. Okay. I was getting ready so to read it. So they know what's going wow. on, our listeners. <laughs> in the planning channel. Brought to you by SBN. So, um, up to the year 1956, Michael uh, died in natural causes dead. 1956 to 1960, George uh, Crease, murder suicide. So everyone who's owned this house has died. Yeah, most of them committed suicide, and Donnelly yeah. did buy the house. Rich um, bought the house. And I guarantee the fire could also have been an arson. Try house to Stop it. Based on the notes, it seems like Donnelly was considering the same thing. And the yeah, gasoline cans. What's up with the accidents? Were they actually accidents? And the dates are always so random. It's, it's four yeah, years, no... then three years, then three years, then four years, then five years. There's, there's no timeline to... No pattern, really. There's never death. been a few months. There's never more than a few months between owners. The house is almost always occupied. How could a realtor sell this thing? We should talk cheap. to a local realtor. The amount of people that die in it, really cheap. But yeah, uh, I would... you you could find I mean, a local one realtor. Or two, maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen people dead. Since 1956, in 60, 18 people dead in 60 years. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. So of the uh, the shortest the shortest occupancy of any of the residents was Dr. George Weaver, uh, who inhabited the house from. Hang on a second. Let me find it. It's really good. Uh, Three June 1972, and he died on 12 June 1972. Jesus, how old was he? Nine months? No, uh, nine no, days. No, three nine days. days. 1972. Okay, sorry. It cracked up a bit. Yeah. How did, did he, it say? Does it say how he died? He moved. He moved in on three June 1972. He died on 12 June 1972. Um, so in the records, uh, you find out that he was apparently electrocuted. Uh, he was found in his garage. Uh, but um, the power in the house went out, and all the clocks uh, were stopped at 2.30 a.m. Um, his car was in the shop. No one knows what he was doing in the garage at that time of night. Okay. Um, what about um, Gareth uh, Gedros? Um, what did he die of? Because he died the- in 1985 and was in- he was he was an accident um as well yeah he he um he slipped in one of the back bedrooms and uh hit his head slipped yeah his uh his wife found him okay 
I'm sorry. My internet cut out. I missed that whole thing. Uh, Gareth Gedjos, uh, in 19- owned the house in 1985. Uh, he and his wife owned it for a period of six months. Uh, he was in the back bedroom, uh, apparently uh, doing some renovations. Uh, that seems to be another another theme that you find going through the records. A lot of people are um, um, messing up the house. He's doing that. doing renovations on the place. Uh, he he fell off of a stepladder uh, and and hit his head and died. Okay. About Gamila, sorry. Say again, Akos. Yamila Asari. Okay, Yamila Asari. Um, she actually died uh, under very similar circumstances to um, Agent Donnelly. Uh, Agent Donnelly died again. He was he was found in the he was found in the master bedroom, uh, locked in the house uh, with his throat slit. Um, she she yeah, had the same. She had the same suicide. What happened? You consider that a suicide? Well, that's uh, a, certainly a question. Um, there was yeah, there was there was no there was no re- reason to suspect that anybody else was in the house. Um, they were never able to find the weapon in uh, Agent Donnelly's case. Um, mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of background. Uh, Yamila Asari was a recent transplant to Meadowbrook from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, she was the daughter of a wealthy family. Uh, she saw the house and fell in love with it while on break from the state university. Um, for a year or so, she obsessed over the house, uh, even making uh, Andrea Falcone, the former owner, an outrageous cash offer for it. Um in 2014, Falcone suffered in uh, suffered suffocated in an upstairs room, and the house went on the market. Uh, Isari purchased it that year and moved in immediately following graduation. Uh, she spent two months in frantic decoration, uh, which involved heavy spending in local antique shops. Uh, she became a bit of a famous figure in the area. Then suddenly, she became a recluse. She was discovered dead on 14 November 2016. Her throat cut in a manner consistent with a straight razor. Okay. Andrea Falcone accidentally being suffocated. Suffocated how? Uh, She drowned in a bathtub. Drowned in a bathtub. Okay. So I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at uh, Donnelly's notebook. So... Um, I'm curious. I tried to burn the house John down Taylor. and it didn't work. Um, John Tyler. Um, Falcone death coroner. It all seems like he was looking into Wheeler's furniture. <clears throat> so the Wheeler family was. Does it say how long the wheel? It says up to 1956 the Wheelers were there. Does it? Uh, well, again, uh, the clerk told you that all of the records from before 1940 uh, were moved off-site, and no matter how much you press them, he says it's impossible to get at them. Okay, so so at least from 1940 to 1956, Michael and Isabella we- Isabel Wheeler with the mouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
how did how what happened with that death? Um that one, as far as you can tell, was uh well, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. There's only so much you can tell from looking at this paperwork at this paperwork. Um you you do you do see that um uh there was there was a will and an estate um Oh, no, she didn't leave it to anybody. Hmm. Um, as far as you can tell, she died of natural co- natural causes. Um, she was Isabel. Isabel died of natural causes. Yes, um, she was. Um, you 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 do find a death certificate. Um, she was she was almost seventy at the time when she passed. So, Michael and Isabel lived there for at least 14 years, 16 years. Nothing happened. That's the longest anyone's lived there. Right. Isabel dies. And then after that, people die constantly. Yeah. Something must have happened with the Wheelers. I think it seems like Donnelly was trying to figure that out. Trying to trace down their their furniture. It also says books and pages and estates. So maybe uh, in their will. We should talk to that antique dealer and see if she ever moved any stuff from the old Donnelly estate. Oh, the old Wheeler estate. Um, we can always ask. Um, you do have her phone number. Well, it's later today. I'm thinking um, Donald's notes only say that there's also something that only comes out at night at the house. Maybe. Should check that. How many are slit throats? Say. I don't he wanted to know how many of them were slit throats. It's only the two that we know that were slit throats. Everything else seems to have been an accident or a fire of some sort. Drowning. Um, there wasn't. There was actually uh, one that was a murder suicide. Yeah, George and Margaret, George and Margaret Kreese. George, George and Margaret Kreese. Yes. Um, you you do find the uh, the coroner's reports on them. Um, it looks like. Um, one day, uh, George Kreese uh, came home, uh, found his uh, his wife uh, Margaret uh, in the bedroom, uh, turned a double barrel shotgun on her, uh, and then reloaded it and uh, ate it himself. That's a shotgun to them. Okay. I would say that Kreese tried to burn the house down, and it didn't work. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, he he was uh, saved. The, the house was saved by a neighbor. So he did light a fire. He started a fire. Uh, he he killed his wife. He started a fire, and then he killed himself. Uh, okay. And and a neighbor, you know, heard the gunshots and right. went over to see what the was house, going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel Sorry. really bad for my neighbors. If I hear gunshots, I'm locking my door. Yeah, that's probably. 
a better decision. Also, 1960. So, well, I'll, I'll revise that because that is an incongruous detail. Uh, the neighbor, the neighbor saw smoke. <laughs> Because you're right, you would not go to check out a, if you hear two shotgun blasts. I would say, "Well, the fuck away from there." <laughs> That's why I was like, "I feel bad for my neighbors. If anything should happen, I would not go outside." <laughs> it's like, no, Call doors, the windows locked. I'm staying in a room where no one can see me. All right. So, speaking of neighbors, we should probably talk to them, especially any old folks who may have been in the area for a while. Yeah. Sure, there's some stories in the area about that house. Yeah, I mean, come on, this house has gone through so many owners that there has to be some local legends from, like, the, the townsfolk. We should definitely speak to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to, like, you well, know, we the local... Well, we actually help her right here. I'll ask the guy, is there any local legends? Uh, I figured he went home, because, you know, it's, he, we found the paperwork, then... All right. Sure, we could ask him. I didn't tell you while he was while you got. Um, well, he he hit you up for dinner at the Indian place, uh, so he's eating his uh, chicken tikka masala um, and his jasmine rice, and and he says, "Oh yeah, um, I mean, I I don't, I'm not really from around here, but I, I've heard the name." Um, People people tend to avoid that place. Uh, they call it the Wheeler House. Wheeler House. Um. I mean, is I'm I'm guessing that's why you guys are here. You know, looking up all this stuff. Uh. I'm I'm not really familiar with uh you know much of the much of the local gossip but he he kind of gestures to the to the uh list that you guys are putting together of of the chronology of events. Uh seems like the place is pretty fucked up. I think that's a very accurate assessment. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks that way. All right, boys, we should get out of here and let this fine young man get home. Well, uh, you know, thanks, thanks very much for the food. Oh, my friend, thank you so much for helping me uh, cut this time in half and uh, going through as much as we could here. All right. Uh, so, in that case, uh, you guys are um, you, you get out of the basement of the municipal building, uh, and it is about seven p.m. So, where do you want to head from here? I think we should go to the house. Is it is it yeah. getting dark at seven PM? Um yeah. Right, well still let's head to the house. According yeah, to Maybe we should find a place to stay for the night, maybe in close by. And then we could talk to the uh, neighbors and stuff in the morning in the newspaper and figure uh, out more Donnelly's notes say that there might be things that only happen at night there. I think it might be worth checking out. Well, is the house occupied at this point in time? Uh, No, it's vacant. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's fuck it. Let's go to the house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive us over to the house. 
Um, do we? I'm assuming somebody has a laptop. I'm I'm sure we have like a or something like that. I figure while we're driving over to the house, I can take a look at that SD card. Uh, okay, yeah, make me a make me a SIGIN check. Okay. I'm using real dice because this stupid roller thing is just not being my friend today. Okay. Uh, 45 out of 60. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, you recover. You recover a couple of uh, photographs. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the memory card is is very heavily um, fragmented. So you get a couple of um, a couple of pieces of things. Um, you do recognize uh, there is a there. The photographs are largely of. Uh, a youngish uh, Middle Eastern woman, um, and they are taken in and around the the, pro- or I should say, around the property. Um, some of them taken through the windows. Uh, there's a bunch of shots of her uh, through the uh, through the big front dining room window. Um, and then the uh, the last picture that you that you see on the on the card um you know that effect you get when um you put two mirrors across from one another and and it just the reflections just sort of recess into infinity yeah um you see it's it's very it, it's kind of it's kind of blurry. Uh, it looks like a photograph of something in the foreground, um, and and that image is just duplicated. Uh, you know, as if you you even catch like um, you, you see part of the part of the photographer and like uh, the, the edge of the camera. So the, whoever took the picture sort of captured himself in it. Um, and the, the field of focus, uh, is kind of like, uh, way in the distance. So one of the, one of the, uh, you know, duplicated reflections, uh, is, is in focus. And you think you you think you can make out like a a figure? Um, it's a it's a woman in kind of a kind of a long flowing white gown, um, and she she doesn't really have much of a face. Um, it's it's either like digital distortion or she's she's like shrouded in shadow, but you can't make out any of her features. It's a really, it's a really weird, weird photograph. Odd photo. I mean, like, uh, you said I, it kind of captured the person as well, right? Uh, yeah. You you get like the um, the outlook the the um, you can kind of sort of see the photographer uh, in the shot reflected in the mirror. 
Um, Does it look like it? It could be. It could be. Donnelly was spying on this woman in her house. That's disturbing. Yeah, that's not at all. It's, uh, I don't know if he was a really far away. Now, or... huh. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. I'm not sure if he was more obsessed with the woman. At... Um, he also dug a coffin, so there's that yeah. too. Well, uh... well, all right. I'm gonna keep taking us to the house. Um, okay, uh, so you you pull up out front. Um, it's it's just sort of twilight. Uh, you know, there's there's no lights in the house. Um, the uh, the building itself is unremarkable. Um, it looks like early twentieth uh, century construction. Uh, it's it's not. Uh, uh, it's not like a like a tract house, like a like a prefab home. Um, it's a it's one story with high ceilings, uh, about twenty one hundred square feet. Um, there lo- there looks to be a room above the garage. Um, there's a single gable window in the front, porches on the front and back, and a two car garage. Uh, a larger growth of ivy climbs the north face of the building. Um, anybody have either like art and architecture or craft carpentry? Um, I just have craft and it's blank, so I have craft carpentry. Okay, so what do you have? Twenty. Twenty. Okay, so make me a make me a roll. This is probably not going to go well. It's a fifty-nine and a twenty. house uh yeah it's uh it's i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty old building you you can get that just from looking at it but uh you know nothing nothing really more than that um okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna watch it for a minute or two uh yeah it's it's uh quiet um like i said no no lights inside um I'm gonna take photos of it with the phone and, uh, say again james uh, I'm gonna take photos james, of very quiet phone. Yeah, you're very hard to hear now Crap. is it better now did you move your mic? Uh, right now it says connecting. I mean, did you like move your mic away from your mouth? No, it's a it's a headset. I just unplugged one. Is it better? Uh, what were you saying? Uh, I gotta take some photos of the house with my phone and. Uh, Yeah, All right. See if anything happened. Uh, yeah, you you snap a few pics. Um, they all they all look uh pretty pretty normal. I mean the it's it's getting dark, so you don't get like great photos. 
Um, but, you know, like, there's no mysterious figures in the window or anything like that. That's good. Glad about that. All right, boys. Let's go take a look. I'm going to get out. I'm going to walk up to the front door. I'm going to try one of those keys that we got from the green box. Um, all right. Uh, so the front porch is a simple stone affair enclosed by iron bars three steps up. Uh, a single lamp ho- uh, hangs above the red door. Um, the porch opens into a small foyer. So you, you have the key. Uh, it fits in the lock, and you are able to uh, enter the building. Um, the foyer has a closet and opens directly into the dining room and the den. Uh, the closet door has a full-length mirror facing the foyer. Uh, so if you walk in, um, the – in a second. The, uh, the foyer is a tiny room. Uh, there's, a, there's a closet to the uh, – the closet to the right. Uh, dining room also to the right. Den straight ahead of you. Mm. Is there any furniture left in here? Um, yes, actually. Um, the, the place is fully furnished. Um, I'm going to say that, uh, so, so you're going in ACOS, uh, anybody else going in as well? Uh, yeah, I'm going in, but I was going I'm unflinching. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm an agent. Let's go. Okay. Um, I'm also taking the camera with me, and uh, and I'm you know, obviously my sidearm. Yeah. Um. So as you uh as you guys walk in, let me see. Da, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, as you as you walk up to the to the porch, um, you you hear uh, music coming from inside. Piano music. Um, it is like someone playing it, or that of like a like somebody somebody playing the piano. Uh, it is it is low, deep, and uh, it sounds classical. Does anybody have any um, kind of art or music skill? I have zero percent of that. I have twenty percent in art. Uh, sure, it's music. Okay. Um, so the strains of the Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata are coming uh, coming out of the house. You basically know it's just Beethoven. You don't have the skill. You know it's piano music. Yeah, it it sounds classical to you, uh, but uh, can you identify it as as Beethoven? All these notes mention music from the dining room. I'm going to uh, I'm going to slowly open the door. Okay, uh, the second you turn the knob, uh, you don't hear the music anymore. Yeah. 
Sean, you can still hear the music. That's okay. worse than I thought. Uh, so I say, well, music stops. It did? I still hear it. Do I hear Uh You do not. Uh, Brandon, Brandon and Kenneth did not hear the music, but Sean, it's it's still playing. Is that, is that a sand roll? <laughs> uh, yeah, sand for all three of you. For all of us? Yeah. Uh, 45 out of 55. You're a low number. Yeah, I'm not a low number. 66 out of 70. Almost really nice. bad. 77 out of 85. Great. Uh, so two crit successes. Uh, I don't think no, crits really matter on this, but yeah. there you go. Uh, no, no sand loss if you... Uh, no sand loss if you pass. Okay. I mean, we're not hearing the music anymore, so... Yeah. I'm one hearing music. Uh, yeah, as, as he opens the door, it, it gets slightly louder. Um... Actually, if anything got louder, you open the door. Maybe. Uh, all right. Well, just uh, stay close, pal. Uh, Where's it coming from? You got any EMF detectors? Uh, Sean, it seems to be coming from the room to your right. It's a it's a dining room. Uh, it's coming to the phone dining room. It's- we start there. Yeah. I have a like sidearm like drawn but at my side. Yeah. What I'm taking I- out my firearm. Okay. Uh so Sean, I'm going to need you to make a sand check. Okay. Why? Uh, eight. Okay. Uh, you lose a sand as, uh, you walk into the room, uh, and in front of you, uh, you, you have a momentary flash, uh, of, of something going on here. Um, there is a, there is an elderly woman. Um, she's, she's like the the quintessential uh image of an old hag she's got like uh drooping drooping skin uh and she's missing some teeth uh she looks kind of like the wicked queen from snow white uh completely naked in the middle of the room uh cool. ba- bowing in supplication to a huge naked man with pitch black skin whose face is lost in shadow um you it it just lasts a split second uh, as you walk into the room um and then you you collapse uh you feel like you're going to barf oh jeez Sean you're right what happened so, and James and I don't see anything you didn't see that nope not not a thing i look around no is there a piano no, but, in here uh you don't see one that's worse oh. Uh, that is not an image I ever want to see again. What did you say? I repeat it. 
the figure, the sure figure wasn't. I mean, like still there for me. Like, is everything still there? No, it it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see what what you what you saw the the figure of the the man was more uh, disconcerting than the woman. Uh, yeah. He was he was impossibly tall and had pitch black skin and no face. Yeah, um, I focus on that one. I'm describing it. Hey, so uh, I forget, Ryan. Did you say is this a one story or two story house? Uh, one story, but there is a room above the garage. So, okay. Um, did we go right. through all the all the? I, I was gonna say. Um, you probably did get the floor plan. Hang on, let me. That's, uh, that's what I was gonna ask. Um, I'll I'll paste uh, that in the in the chat. Oh, cool. Uh, as the the house at all throughout any of its owners, or as like like, because I'm pretty sure we would have gotten like stuff on it, added or. Um. Yeah, it looks like the it looks like the garage was added in in the '60s. Upstairs bonus room. Yeah. Bonus room. All right, the foyer is where we came in. And then we just turned it into the dining room. Bedroom two. Bedroom three. Master bed. Do we know uh, if where Connolly was found? Dolly was found. Was it in the master bedroom? Yes, it was. Yeah, we should probably check the master bedroom. There's been quite a few deaths there. Um, let me, let me, I'll read the description of the dining room first. Cause like I said, uh, yeah, that's where you are. And, um, Sean just kind of like walked in immediately had this flash and is now like doubled over retching. Oh, um, the dining room looks, uh, through a three paint gable window into a shrubbery in the front yard. Doorways lead to the foyer and kitchen. A gaudy 1950s chandelier seems to have wiring problems flickering from time to time. Um, the dining room is still filled with boxes. Um, they are labeled with uh, Yamila Asari's name. Um, it looks like they've been sitting here for quite some time. Um, uh, the room was... Uh, well, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. Uh, so, so there is, uh, there's like an Ikea table in the middle of the room, uh, and a pile of boxes. Look like it could have been. All of it. I mean, like, I mean, I know we wouldn't be able to tell like right off the bat, but like, I I figured like with the house design, the way it something match. You're, you're breaking up James. Uh, also, Will, can you can we... mute yourself? Because you, it sounds like we're on an obscene phone call. What? Breathing we're... very deeply into the mic. We're getting a lot of your breathing. Is that better? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. All right. I, just had, I, just had I, mean, uh, I was going. I was asking if there was a way that we could tell if any furniture might. Look up exactly as you were trying to ask your question. Yeah. Mother. Is it better now? No. 
Um, well, while James figures that out, I'm going to open a box. Okay. To the box! Um, it's just, uh, it, it seems to be uh, all of this young woman's belongings. You, you like, poke through a couple of boxes. Um, whoever, whoever her next of kin was must have not uh, picked these up. Um, you, you could, uh, you could go through them, but there's quite a lot of stuff. It's a big pile and it would take several hours. No, I'm not going to go through them all. So he just bought the house and never got rid of her stuff. All right. Hey, Bean, what's up? My cat just meowed at me. Never thought you'd ever say that, Ryan. Never thought he'd say his cat meowed at him? Yeah, never thought he'd ever say that because he's larger. I yeah, mean, I, I am. I'm, I'm only surviving because of, uh, because of allergy meds. Well, that's right, yeah, you are allergic. Uh, yeah, so James you? wants to know if we can tell the furniture looks like it may be the original. Well, if it's an Ikea table, I'm going to say no. Yeah, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't appear to be, no. Try talking now, James. Is, is it any better now? Mm, but no. Even though I, I, for some reason, you're saying. Can- oh yeah, no. Now it's terrible. You just keep breaking up all the time. Yeah, you wanna you wanna drop out and come back in. Maybe it'll unfuck itself. Come on, Craig. Craig's fault. Don't blame Craig. He's recording us. Is this is this better now? That's way better. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, apparently it was having an issue trying to connect while it was downloading. Because I can't hear James at all now. Oh, you can't? Because we can. Hi, guys. Hi, do you like pancakes? I like pancakes, especially with bananas. I also like pancakes. I prefer mine with chocolate chips. So everyone can hear James except for Alex. (laughs) That's like Alex's dream come true. (laughs) Oh, hey, Einstein. Yeah, that's it. I hear Einstein. I'm going to try something probably stupid. Uh, he left. And he's back. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, I can hear James now. Cool. Yay. Your worst nightmare right. come to life. All right. And James, it's much easier to hear now. This is good. All right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you, yeah, you take a look around. None of the furniture seems to be, like, turn-of-the-century original. Um, but there is a pile of boxes in this room. I still um, think I think we should check out the master bedroom before we tear through the rest of the house. We were looking up um, the 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 Braintree girl's death. Um, it said she was found hanging in her bedroom. Was that one of the other bedrooms or the master bedroom, or did it not say? It did not say. All right, so I I think we should head through the kitchen back to the master bedroom. Okay. Sounds like um, a plan, Captain. All right. 
so uh, passing through the kitchen, uh, it is uh, it, it was uh, state of the art in like 1950. Um, but since then, uh, it is it is a little worse for wear. Um, looks like the cabinets have been painted over a bunch of times. Uh, the wallpaper hasn't been updated probably since the 80s. Uh, parts of the linoleum floor are, are peeling up. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like tarnished chrome finish and trim. Um, it's very, it's very mid century. Um, but otherwise unremarkable. Um, so, uh, when you get into the master bedroom, um, let's see. Um, when you get into the master bedroom, um, the the walls are lined by an odd uh, by odd all encompassing mirrors built into walls. Um, the style is not common uh, and seems more suited to the 1970s. Uh, however, the etchings on the seams of each mirror indicate uh, that, it, that they were installed in 1926. Um, as you, as you walk in, uh, you get the impression of sinking underwater, uh, in every direction. The mirrors cast thousands of reflections. It's disorienting and ugly. Um, James, Brandon, uh, you, you can't be in here. Uh, you start, you start getting a headache, um, looking around, you're very like disoriented, uh, you start feeling horrifically nauseous. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I got, I got, I can't, I can't be in it. Oh God, I can't be in this room. I got to get out. And I, I just start dry heaving, and then I, I make my way out of that room as um, fast as I possibly can. Sean, Sean, you too. You're kind of like half-heartedly following, following behind them. Uh, you're, okay. you're still, you're still like stooped over, you know, like clutching at your at your stomach because you feel so nauseous. Okay. So I'm still this is making me feel so sick. Just me in there then. Um do you stay in there alone? Yeah, I'm unflinching. Alright, um so what do you do what do you guys do? Um I, I guess you just like uh go back into the kitchen and, and Sit down at the breakfast nook. There, there are like two little wooden stools. Yeah, I kind of sit on one of the stools and I kind of lean over the sink and try to 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 get some water out of the faucet, something to help calm me. Okay. Um, yeah, you you find a you find a glass uh, and you you turn the water. Uh, I mean, I, I would just cup it with my hands. <laughs> oh, really okay. <laughs> so yeah, you, you you throw some water on your on your face. Um. So, uh, where are we here? Put up, up, up. Whose idea was it to go into the murder house? <laughs> this place sucks. How did anybody live here? 
Well, apparently it causes people to become obsessed with the house, so I, I don't know. It, there's, it, maybe technically, it, there's only been one murder, and that was 57 years ago, so all right. not too bad. In the death house. Well, it's definitely that. The house mm. of the dead. Hang on a second. I'm looking. I'm looking for a description here. I'm about to die. Cool. A house that built on the dead, and the dead keep coming. Hey, you shut. Okay. Is he not? Just saying, out of character, my plan right now is that we should just burn this place down. <laughs> plan. Usual. Well, we also kind of figure out why it drives people to suicide. It's ghosts. Um, all right, so... Uh, like the 13 ghosts? Kenneth, make me an alertness roll. Alertness. All right. It is, I think that's a success. Which might be bad. Yeah, that's a 48 out of 50. Okay, um... Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, due to the disorienting nature of the room, all perception-related rolls uh, and attacks are at minus 20%. So you're at a 48... 48 out of 30. 30. Um, so yeah, it's it's really, really strange in here. Um, you, you do see uh, an enormous uh, blood spatter uh, on the floor. Oh, um, that's still there. Yeah, where well, uh, this is where uh, Donnelly died, and also yeah, no, I, I thought they may have cleaned it up. It's been two weeks. Okay. Um, you you can you can just make out uh, there's there's still a, a tape outline on the floor where his body was found. Uh, there is an inordinate, inordinate amount of blood uh, all over the place, um, but it's the the duplicating effect and standing between those mirrors uh is just uh really really distracting um and um real quick before i get attacked by a ghost um the blueprint shows that there's two windows in the master bedroom yeah are those windows there or are they covered by mirrors um no they're there so just I just I just want to get a bit a better sense. So every other wall though is covered by mirrors? Yes. What about the ceiling? That too. What about the floor? The floor is a carpet. Okay. So wall floor to ceiling mirrors? Yes. Okay. So every surface of the wall and ceiling is mirrors except for where the two windows are. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Proceed with my death. Um no, so um you uh you're you're like looking around um and you hear um someone starts to draw a bath in the master bedroom in the master bathroom. Um and you hear singing coming from the other room. 
The bathroom. Uh, the bathroom. Male or a female voice? Uh, female. Uh, it sounds like they're singing in French. Right. Uh, I'm going to pull out my gun and slowly make my way towards the. Is the door open or closed? Um, it's it's kind of ajar. Uh, it's it's just cracked open a little bit. It's very jarring. Yeah, well, it's about to be. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to pull out my gun and I'm going to make my way over and I'm going to open the door. All right. Um, you flip on you flip on the lights. Uh, the second you open the door and flip on the lights, um, the the sound of the running bath uh, it, it, it like cuts off like uh, like someone pressed stop on a tape recorder. Um, however, uh, the the tub is full of water. Full of water. Full of water. Clean so water or like bloody water. It's it's clear. To the brim it's, or just like normal bathtub height? Um, it's filled up pretty high. It's uh, like lukewarm or like steamy. Um, no, it's steamy. It's steamy. Okay, that was my next question. <coughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look around the rest. Is the bathroom covered in mirrors? Uh, no, it is not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around the rest of the bathroom before I. Look in the tub. Um, seems seems like a, a normal run of the mill bathroom. Uh, some of the fixtures are a little bit antiquated. Um, mirrors fogged up with steam from the bath. Is the there toilet. writing on the mirror in the steam? Uh, no, no writing. Um, the toilet is kind of old style. Has one of those pull chains. It looks like it might be original. Yeah. The kid drowns. All right, uh, I'm gonna look in the bath. <clears throat> um, you you don't see anything, as far as you can tell. The tub is empty. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, I'm gonna check the closet while I'm in here too, because I might as well. Um. Okay. Um, you open the bathroom closet. Um, you find um. You know, some some dirty, uh, not not dirty, but uh, you know, like long neglected linens, uh, some towels, um, you know, some some bathroom cleaning supplies, that kind of thing. Um, you hear as you as you open the closet uh, and and look in, uh, you hear something shift in the water in the bathtub. I'm gonna. I'm going to walk out of the closet and look back at the bathtub. Uh, still full of water, but you don't see anything else. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of the bathroom and close. The, I'm going to bring the door back a jar behind me, like to where it was and turn the light off. Okay. Where's the ghost bros? You need them. Um, that ghost was totally milk of my prostate, bro. <laughs> uh, so you you close the close the bathroom door. Um, hang on a second. Um, 
Um, as you as you turn away from the as you turn away from the bathroom, um, you see um, a, a small figure uh, about about the size of a child uh, steps out. Um, blue and puffy, he walks slowly toward you with his face downcast. Uh, when he looks up and opens his mouth, rancid water and grubs spill out onto the floor. Oh. Um, he then, uh, he, he like is suddenly right in front of you, uh, and he, he grabs onto your, onto like your shirt. Um, so, and then completely disappears. Uh, so give me a sand check. That's a fail. I failed. Okay. A second. Um, so you lose four sand. Okay. Well, that's my sand. So that's two sixty-four. No, sixty-six. Okay. Um. So that was a little dead boy who drowned in the toilet. Um. I scream and run out of the bedroom. Now, do you just keep running back to the car, or you just run out of the room and into no, somewhere no, else? I didn't, I didn't hit my breaking point, so I'm I'm still in control of myself. I just uh, run out of the bedroom. Okay. Um, he, so you, I, I missed a little bit. Did he open the bathroom door, or was he just suddenly like there? Um, so you you like went and and closed the door behind you, and when you turned around, he was there. We're still closed. Yeah. Cool. Was there any noise coming from the bathroom? Uh, nope. All right, I I run out to the kitchen where they are. Fucking, <sighs> fucking ghosts, man! Oh wait, what? shit! Oh, what? I I flip through um, I I flip through Donnelly's notes. Uh, Toure, Toure, he said to Toure, Toure is not dead. The the little kid just roaming the house uh, at night. I I just saw the kid. I just saw the dead kid. Yo, no, 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 but is that why he exhumed the body? But no, you, you, you gotta be kidding me, man. I mean, this house is, is just awful in several ways. I mean, poor- he said he like grabbed me and like vomited grubs. Is there anything on me or is it all gone? Uh, no, it's all gone. Um, your shirt is damp and there is like a handprint though. It's, I, I point to the, the damp handprint on my shirt. That is, I'm assuming child sized. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. that has to be child-sized. Yep. Oh, man. I, I think we should get out of here. I think we should get out of here and, and, and regroup and come in the morning and and and, and, and do stuff. I, I don't know. I don't even... I can't even think straight, man. I, I, what, what do we do? I say burn the house down. Yeah, people Fine. have tried that. Well, he only said the one guy tried. Uh, and a crease, and it was, it was stopped by a neighbor who saw the smoke. If we if we get enough gasoline, it's not going to matter. Oh, I also have a feeling the house might try to stop us. It also might yeah, try to protect itself. Anyone who was making, it seems like anyone who was trying to do some renovations died. The house definitely wants to stay as is. Oh, shit. According to according to his notes, according to Donnelly's notes, there's music from the dining room, which 
we heard laughter and noises from upstairs and someone else in the house the kid saw the fucking kid maybe we should check that upstairs room before we go it's the only addition that would have been made to the house is that a good idea probably not but uh, our handler's going to want to know what's going on Let's just check the, the room above the garage. Then let's get the fuck out of here. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, no, I I agree. Let's get a thorough thing down. It's, it's the paperwork's filled out properly, and 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 we'll leave. All right. Um. So this is ghosts. Guns won't do anything. I'm no I'm gonna what. say I'm gonna say that. Uh, uh, <sighs> Ken and Brandon, you guys are okay. Um, Sean, uh, you're still feeling real nauseous. So if you wanna, if you wanna get up and move, um, yeah. you're gonna need to to pass a con times five check. Okay. That. In a second, I'm trying to get. Okay. Con times five. All right. So. 60. 21. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you shake it off. Um, you're, you're shake doing fine. Um, okay. Okay, uh, so you guys, you guys go out into the garage. Um, it is, it is a, a big old room. Two car garage doubles as a storage area. Um, you We're can going tell. To the garage. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. You don't have to go through the garage to get to that. Um, hang on a second. Let me look at the at the map again. Stairs are like next to the kitchen. right, right across. Yeah. Okay. So, hang on. The bonus room. Okay, uh, this is a small sitting room with recessed window benches. It is filled with a scattering of small boxes, an old rocking chair, and some house repair supplies. Uh, it feels claustrophobic and cramped. The ceiling slopes severely on both sides, uh, and anyone taller than an average adult man finds it uh, hard to get about without occasionally bumping your head. Um, the room smells of paint and something subtler, almost spice-like. Almost what? Spice-like. It's uh, like a cinnamon kind of smell. Like those herb wreaths that people make with all those things in it? Um, uh, smells like... Are, is there, are there paint cans in here? Yeah. Oh, okay. That would kind of explain the paint smell. I mean, this looks like it's just been a storage unit for household reconstruction crap. What's in the boxes? Socks. Um, looks like uh, tools and uh, and repair supplies. There's some. There's some old. Um, there's some old tiles. Um. 
There's like a, a, a roll of uh, linoleum flooring that you recognize from the kitchen. Um, nothing, nothing really of interest. A rocking chair? A rocking chair, yeah. Uh, go up to the chair and nudge it with my foot. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, it, it, um, continues to, it, it rocks a little bit and then slowly comes to a stop. We don't hear any laughter or anything? Nope. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, uh, down here. Um. Any cans of pinner there? Um, a, a good, a good amount. Uh, maybe, maybe like five or six half-filled gallons. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go over and pick one up and and shake it a little. Cause I hear it's sloshing. Is it still liquid in there? Yeah. Okay. Does the color of the can match anything we've seen in the house. The color of the paint. Um. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little, um, you know blotch on top. Um, this, not, nothing that you've seen so far. It's like a, it's like a muddy brown color. Okay. That's a weird color. Alright. Alright, should we get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. This, this place needs to be destroyed. All right, I guess I guess let's head out. All right, um, so you guys, um, you guys walk out of the house with uh, with no further incident. Um, There's a door unlocking behind me. Yeah, as you're as you're closing the door, you you hear that same music again. Um, Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven. Um, so give me a sand check. <laughs> Just me or all of us? Just you. You're closing the door. Alright. Uh, yeah. Seven. Okay, so no sand loss. Uh, as far as you saw, there wasn't a piano in there. It's probably from the neighbors, yep. So it's not, it's not like, super late right now, is it? Uh, no. Say probably, um, you guys were in there about 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, so will at this point, Sean's starting to feel better. Um, it's, it's, uh, properly night now. Um, you guys can probably snag a room like at the local days in or something. If you want to, we should probably do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, and it is uh it's ten to midnight now. Do you guys wanna um we're we're nowhere finished with this. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean it's what we kinda get for starting at almost nine o'clock. Well, I mean it's it's kind of a long scenario and uh Yeah. 
There's there's still a bunch more to find. You guys want to pick this up next week? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you both yeah, free next week? Down, so. I, I don't see why not. I'll probably still be on quarantine. I think we all will. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I should. Everyone else wants to join, they'll send them some backup. Yeah, they yeah. Get, we can always work someone in. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we sleep, and I guess we'll pick it up in the morning. Or we could just go burn the house down now and be done with it. I mean, we don't even have to go inside the house for that. We could just pour gasoline all around the perimeter. I want to do some more investigating. And throw some Molotovs in the window. To be safe. Although, they'll probably just bounce off and come back at us. Oh, do that Molotov thing. Break them. Then throw the Molotovs through the broken windows. Yeah. Okay, well, a Molotov fell like that guy did in uh, Dead Snow. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. All right, so I guess we'll pick this up next week then. What All right, this sounds scenario? good. Yep. This scenario is called Music from a Darkened Room. Oh, oh there, was, yeah. there was some of that. that. That definitely happened. I was there. I heard it. Mm-hmm. heard it. You said it. Yeah, All right. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to tell Eric to uh, make Craig leave. All right. Uh, before we, you guys have any uh, questions, comments, suggestions, thoughts? I'm digging it. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. always down for some yeah. uh, I was definitely actually creeped out in, in real life for a little bit there for some of the things uh, until the, the mic connections had issues. <laughs> It was not fun. Yeah. I was stairs in my dark kitchen. Right? <laughs> uh, it was a little freaky for me. Glad you guys are liking it. Next time, will just play by candlelight. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, uh, I have little like little candlelights. Right? Yes. Just <laughs> if we play, will are you playing with us next week? If you can, uh, I should be able to. All right. I think. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak over to Will's house the next time we're we're in that house, and I'm gonna start playing the piano downstairs. <laughs> Just throw filters through his window. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Well, in that case, I'm gonna tell Eric to uh, take Craig out. All right. Sounds good. Any last Will thoughts? Nah. COVID virus? I don't know. <laughs> still recording. Yeah, I'll have Craig's, a reco- Craig's still with us. I'll have a corona. Hold the virus. <laughs>